This is Upstate's HealthLink on air. Linda Cohen here with you. Many people have turned to electronic cigarettes in hopes of avoiding the heart and cancer risks associated with smoking conventional tobacco products. But vaping, as it's come to be known, appears to be far from benign. We'll hear what the latest information on e-cigarettes and what you need to know is Teresa Hankin. She's a respiratory therapist and a smoking cessation counselor at Upstate Medical University. Welcome, Teresa. Thanks so much for coming Good in. Good morning, Linda. So let's talk about e-cigarettes. Just for the, you know, to, for the definition, what exactly are they and what do they offer? So an elect- electronic cigarette is an electronic nicotine delivery system. A lot of people uh, don't realize that it's actually a nicotine delivery system. It's typically comprised of a cartridge containing a fluid, which is known as nicotine juice, a heating element, and a battery. When the fluid in the cartridge is heated, it produces an inhalable aerosol. We call it a water vapor, but it is actually a very small particulate matter, which is an aerosol, that is flavored such as, there are many, many flavors, such as bubblegum and tropical fruit. So it really appeals to youth and children. So when you talk about vaping as opposed to smoking, basically this vapor comes out of the um, the heated aerosol, or it, this aerosol or vapor comes out of this heated juice, and they basically inhale it just as you would drawing on a cigarette in terms in terms of inhaling it into your lungs and then blowing it out again. That is correct. So you mentioned a few things that are in e-cigarettes. I think a lot of people may not even realize that there is predominantly nicotine that's basically derived from tobacco, and that's the main component. But there are many, many other components as well. What is the concern from a health standpoint at this point? I know up until very recently, none of this was regulated. It was kind of a new industry, and we'll talk a little bit about the regulations that have come to the fore of late. But what exactly do we know about what's in e-cigarettes? So the potential harms with e-cigarettes and vaping is growing. The list is growing. We know that when you heat uh, chemicals, such as the flavorings that are in the nicotine juice, that there is another chemical reaction that can emit other chemicals. There are definitely heavy metals in nicotine juice, such as lead, nickel, silver, copper, and aluminum. Um, Byproducts of heating nicotine are such as arsenic, known to cause heart disease, lithium, formaldehyde, known to cause throat cancer as a carcinogen. And Linda, if I were to say to you, we could take some arsenic and put it in liquid form, would you inhale it? So basically what you're saying is, let's, let's take just the other chemicals you're talking about. There's a lot of things in there that could be very harmful, that we know are harmful, that have show, been shown to pro, have been proven to cause other types of cancer. But let's get to the nicotine itself. Is, it, is nicotine safe to begin with? We know that nicotine is the chemical that is addictive. Nicotine um, can be lethal in large doses. We know that, for instance, with the electronic cigarettes, the nicotine juice, which you often can get at these vape shops, come in in bottles that are labeled that have pictures of fruit or flavorings or bubblegum on them, very um, attractive to children. We did have one case in New York State where a child died from um, nicotine toxicity. Nicotine can be lethal in large doses. So the point is the nicotine itself 
can be very harmful. I, even in terms of pregnancy, I know that there have been studies that have shown that it is harmful to the developing fetus. It can cause lasting consequences in the brain and in the lung function of newborns, for example, if they're around it. And I want to talk about secondhand smoke in a minute. But basically, nicotine exposure, whether it's through smoking or through vaping, can really affect pregnant women and their developing babies just to begin with. And then we don't really know the full range of how this nicotine can affect you, even though it's not, um, it's not smoked and coming directly from tobacco in that way. We're really at the forefront of doing that kind of research, aren't we? Yes, definitely. It is the forefront. And uh, our health concern is that this is, will be an ongoing way for our youth to become addicted to nicotine. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm Linda Cohen along with respiratory therapist Teresa Hankin. We're talking about e-cigarettes. And also, you were mentioning already, you've already made an allusion to the fact that there have been some cases of poisoning. I mean, it seems to me that where this product has been promoted as a potential way of quitting smoking and therefore may be attractive to some adults who are hooked on cigarettes... Instead, it seems to be being marketed to a whole other population. Tell us about that. Yes, e-cigarettes are being marketed towards our youth. We have a 900%, that's right, 900% uh, increased use with vaping and e-cigarettes in our high school youth. They're becoming addicted to nicotine through what, what is being marketed as a quit smoking aid. We're going to get a whole new generation of addicted smokers who often will be dual-use smoking and vaping, so smoking uh, combustible cigarettes as well as vaping with an electronic cigarette. So it's basically a gateway. I mean, this whole notion of it being a way of getting off cigarettes, in fact, what we're not hearing, and clearly when you see the tobacco industry come out in full force marketing these products, they obviously know that they really are kind of hooking, as you said, a new generation to be using their products. Tell me about the poisoning, though. There have been cases, you've alluded to the fact that all these new flavors obviously are very attractive to kids, young people, but also might be ingested um, kind of un- you know, in an unaware way by children and there have been incidents of poisoning, am I correct? Yes, there, there have been. It's getting more national news now. I know that part of the FDA ruling is that they, they want to make sure that it's, this nicotine juice is not accessible to children and our youth. And also I, I read somewhere that you can get exposure even through the eye and the skin. I mean, it may not even be that the child actually ingests it, but basically children should not be exposed to this liquid in any way. Exactly. Um, Even if you just spill it, let's say you spill it and there's drops um, around your animals, your dog can lick it up, children can get it on their skin. That's very true. It is is lethal. What do we know so far about the the dangers of secondhand smoke from the vapor? I mean, I know that there's been a lot of research talking about secondhand smoke with cigarettes and also what we call third-hand exposure. Mm -hmm where the particulates land on things, children climb on the floor or on couches where you have all these carcinogen particulates around. But isn't it possible? I mean, it sounds like it's possible 
do we have any idea as to what the potential danger is from exposure to vaping? Yes, the research is just beginning, but we know that that particulate matter, contrary to popular belief, you're not inhaling a water vapor, but an aerosol, as you said. It's a very fine, what we call a nanoparticle. There have been um, reports of asthma attacks. Anytime you inhale anything that's not meant to be in your lungs, your body's natural defense is inflammation. Inflammation can lead to uh, wheezing, bronchospasm. I work with, with many patients that begin to vape and they try an electronic cigarette and they tell me all of a sudden I have asthma. I've never wheezed before. I become short of breath. I mean, again, that speaks to what are you putting in your lungs. The size of those particles are very irritating to your airways. So the bottom line is, or not the bottom line yet, but this whole idea is that even this um, new product basically carries a lot of potential hazards, and we are only beginning to uh, understand. I read somewhere that recent studies in terms of the secondhand smoke, that there were two studies that found that formaldehyde, benzene, tobacco-specific nitrosamines and carcinogens coming from that secondhand emission that people are being exposed to where you think you're safe, so to speak, because it's not smoke. Yes, it's just a water vapor, you know, and you, you will hear people say that, oh, it's, you know, it's just this water vapor, it's okay. But as you said, the research is new and they are finding that those cancer-causing chemicals are in that... Um, aerosol, if you will, that is admitted. The the vape shops actually have vaping contests. It's becoming quite a culture. As we know, we're seeing those vape shops um, pop up all around. It, it's quite it's quite a culture. And, um, you know, how much can we blow these vapor rings and what can we do, you know, to this is attractive and this is a cool thing to do. It's almost but, like smoking was in the 50s. Exactly, exactly. It's, it's got starting that a whole new culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So bottom line, you are a smoking cessation expert at this point. Can e-cigarettes help people quit? Have you seen that work? In my practice, I have not. Most of the people that I work with have at least tried an electronic cigarette. Uh, another problem associated with it if is when someone wants to quit smoking if they go originally and spend hundreds of dollars for these products there's three types of electronic cigarettes so there's the disposable there's a pen sized tank and then there's a large tank they cost a lot of money by the time they come to me they've spent hundreds of dollars at least a hundred or more and then we start talking about the seven FDA approved medications that they can use and things that are proven to help them quit and they say, well, I've invested all this money into this. And, and once I started vaping, I realized it doesn't draw like a cigarette. It doesn't give me the same experience. So I stuck it in a drawer. I hear that time and time again. But also, are people doing dual things? I mean, what I read somewhere is that it's they think they're going to kind of wean themselves off cigarettes, but they end up using both. I see dual use the most. So that's so, in fact, that kind of underscores what I've been reading. Yes. So mm-hmm. what are the regulations in the very bit, a little, little bit of time we have left? Just very, very quickly, tell me what you, you know the FDA is doing now. So in May 5th, 2016, the FDA finalized a ruling extending its authority to all tobacco products, which includes an electronic cigarette. This is huge. Now the FDA is considering an electronic cigarette as a tobacco product. It's going to be regulated. 
their biggest concern within 90 days is our youth, not allowing products to be sold to anyone under 18 in person or online, uh, requiring age verification by a photo ID, no covered tobacco products in vending machines unless it's an adult-only facility, and no distribution of free samples. So basically, they're going to take control or attempt to take control yes. and treat treat these e-cigarettes much like regular cigarettes. Yes. And hopefully, hopefully, we might be able to develop some alternative method uh, messages to our youth. <clears throat> excuse me. That this is not the panacea, and this is not as cool as it seems. Yes, it's not necessarily a safe product for you to use. Um, the the other um, requirements are they're going to be regulated now. So the the juice, the ingredients, it's going to take several years, but they are going to be regulated and we'll know what's in them. That is great news. Thank you so much for coming in. This was very, very helpful and important. My guest has been Teresa Hankin. She's a respiratory therapist and a smoking cessation counselor at Upstate Medical University. And we've been talking about e-cigarettes. I'm Linda Cohen, and you're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on air.